Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? I know you tried. That's why you switched shows. Thank you, baby. So, this is the first time we've tried to go live today. How yes. is everybody doing today? Definitely the first time. We haven't been across three different platforms already and it just magically worked on the original one. But anyway. Yes, this was a very quick setup and I am quite proud of how quick we were getting online today. It is now <laughs> 6.30. We said we were starting at 5. We are yeah. professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. Craig is a dickhead. So is Craig Bot. Oh, I went there. Um, yeah, no, Craig, Craigbot is just so fucking problematic at the moment. So, yeah, cheers to all the guys in the chat who've stayed with us and stuck with us through all this because minor technical issues. But let's celebrate the fact that we're live the only way we know how. Oh, a libation, por favor. My beer's nearly gone fucking warm. I was waiting so long. <laughs> well, you know what to do, Fitz? Please indulge. Oh, yes, sir. We'll oh, be that's... doing the sound effects manually tonight because we be don't best. have Steve here. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old so, man needs a week off. So there's, I believe, a, at least one 24-7 nomination in the works from uh, from my readings of chats throughout the week. But we'll, I think we'll save that for closer to the time. Yeah. And I, I've got to say Steve will vote yes for it. Yeah. But he's going so, to lose. He, he might <laughs> lose. He might lose. <laughs> Uh, I suppose start at the top. Forbidden door. Is it now open? Uh, it, it's a jar, but it's like, you know, it's a, a, no, it's a, door. a, a quick breeze. It's, it's not a jar, it's a door. <laughs> door is a jar. A quick breeze could probably shut it closed again. Like. Oh, okay. So from the notes here, Meltzer reported that the deal is done. But Meltzer also says that when AEW launched, Harold May was sceptical over how successful AEW would be, that he wanted Tony Khan to go to Japan and meet with them, but TK sent Chris Harrington and the Bucks of Youth to make the deal instead, and this was seen as a slight. Once May left, the door became open again, so it became ajar, some would say, uh, to talks being happening. Um, Alvarez says that he's not saying Dave is wrong, but what he's told is just a Kenta thing for right now, and that the agreement has been blown out of proportion. The Mox Kenta uh, was filmed in December. So Meltzer is wrong. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. It's like, I'm not saying Dave is wrong, but here is new information that says Dave is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so this all came about when Kenta made a surprise appearance on Dynamite this week at the end of the show to confront John Moxley. Imagine that, a Wednesday night show that had a surprise uh, personality. Oh my! That it didn't announce in advance of the show, and he didn't come down the ramp. He didn't come down the little ramp in a car. What was that? Didn't I know that's how they always do it. That's that's how we know that they're new. I, yeah, thought, I, I just thought one of the random either, staff was there. Either the lights go out, or you come down the car. That's yeah. that's the rule. Uh, so like he's been teasing it all week, and he I, one of the tweets I saw from him, he said, "How far is it from uh, Orlando, was it Orlando to Jacksonville?" To Jacksonville? So everyone thought, oh, look at him. He's just fucking, you know, teasing the marks, making the marky marks go mark hard. Kind of work. But um, he turned up. And I think yeah, it was, 
I don't think anyone was fully expecting it to happen. Especially with the fact that um, the whole AEW Impact thing is happening at the minute and New Japan aren't necessarily in best of terms with Impact either. On this show on AEW, there was contracted talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and NWA. Yeah, here you go. So yep. the one thing that we all wanted when AEW was announced, and the one thing that they kind of teased was, you know, opening the forbidden door, getting promotions to work together to produce better content. I think we're kind of at the stage where that, that hope is becoming more of an expectation rather than a dream. Yeah, a lot like you're in Road Aaron. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> <They're never laughs> the Brian Lenehan, we've turned the corner. Oh, yeah. But, uh, look, it's, it's good, like... Regardless whether or not it's just a kind of thing that's agreed or it's a proper agreement in place, hmm. it's the start of something. It's something a bit different. It's it's getting people excited. There's a great buzz about it. Uh, Mox needs to learn to sell the fucking GTS because that looks fucking <laughs> horrendous. Uh, oh. I honestly would not be surprised if the next one you get is a little bit stiffsky because <laughs> it was too goofy. We like we we shot on was it Janela taking the V trigger a couple of weeks ago. Um. Oh yeah, you know this. This to me was up there with it for terms of terrible selling. Um, mm. But at the same time, Mox is what six three or six two. Kenta's five eight or five nine, I think. Or, or, well, maybe not that short, but there's there's a bit of a height disparity there. Not exactly the easiest move to get your knee up to that height either. So I, I'll give a bit of leeway, but at the same time, Mox needs to not do the whole weird floppy back and forth sell because that just looks fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, look, it was exciting. It was definitely a nice end to the show. Um. Yeah, fuck it. It's good shit. Good shit. Good so, shit what do you out. think? Obviously, we have the the Moxley Kenta match for the NJP or the IWGP US title. I think it's called US Heavyweight Championship. So that's obviously in the works. That's going to probably air in the next month or so on US or New Japan Strong. Um, but they're having a match next Fe- February. Week. We have got twenty sixth and twenty third. Twenty sixth. February 26th is when the... So if this is the introduction to the potential partnership or the liaison or whatever you you want to call this relationship, where can they bring it? You know, what's next? What can we expect to see or what can we hope to see? Are we going full-on invasion angles? Are we going full-on sharing of talent? Is the era of the independent contractor actually about to happen? Uh, Yeah. like I reckon this for the starters, I reckon we might get some more Bullet Club stuff. That's yeah. probably how it's gonna start. Later down the line, maybe you might get some more of it, but I reckon that's what if that's probably as, as much as it'll extend for now. Yeah. Might see possibly G O D. And Atama teased it on Twitter as well. So Yeah. Maybe see a good point there as well. Sending uh, some guys from AWO to Strong as well to promote that sort of uh, show. So, like the top flight, who are very, very green, to be fair. Yeah. They did get good work over there, you know, almost like um, kind of like the young lines of AEW to a degree. Yeah. That's the right way of doing it. One thing we've said since day one is these guys need to be getting reps. It's great to say yeah. all this young talent, but if they're not getting reps, they're not getting better. True, and I this think that's why chance. you're seeing AW Dark being like a two-hour show every week now with 13, 14 matches. Yeah, got to get reps in somewhere, and they have their own homegrown way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, like like Rian saying there, even just the crossover potential, you know, for the G1, best of Super Juniors, Tag League, everything that's going on, you, you can fantasy book so much out of this, yeah. and that's what's really getting people excited is the fact that 
you just don't know what's going to happen. Put Rusev in the G1. I was going to say. Do great, mm, it? Yeah. I think that's that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen this year too. Um, assuming put, that the travel restrictions are eased or allowed for them, which they should be. Put them in the same block as Ishii. Mamma mia. <laughs> Big, that's meaty men. All the meat getting slapped, lads. That's all I want. Give me what <laughs> I want. You'll be slapping some meat too, I'd say. Hey, look. I'm just one man. <laughs> you know, I've, 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 I'm a man who, lo- who knows what he likes. So... Uh, New Japan also announced this week that they're going to be appearing on Roku in the US, Canada, and the UK, a one-hour show on Thursdays. So that's kind of expanded their own appearance in these new markets, which is kind of cool yep. because they were always the kind of the US strong was always kind of announced, but it was always a bit underwhelming because it was only on was it Access TV? Was it strong? Was just strong? I think strong's just, just on the, on the NJPW World. Was that yeah. all? Okay, yeah. so now at least they have a presence on kind of cable TV and and kind of streaming platforms yeah. that they wouldn't have had before. They got kicked off access when they bought the when the network got bought, so Impact could air on it. Oh, was it a crossover yeah. then? Was it? Yeah. One, so one so basically, they didn't want yeah they didn't want basically direct competition to their own product on the network. So New Japan got kicked off it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's Antox yeah. with his stats again. Ant, uh, Anthem bought Access TV, so they ditched New Japan. Yeah, Jesus, lads, talk about That's making a, a fucking mistake, like you know. Regret. We have wrestling at home, and Impact is the wrestling at home. Like, oh. <laughs> That's not too bad. To be fair, Impact is getting a little bit better. I I just can't watch it because of no crowd. Like literally, yeah. even no no crowd noises. Like as much as terrible as the pumping crowd noises are in WWE, it's something. It makes a difference. Yeah, it's the greatest like- wrestling match ever. Backlash. That's where you need exactly. to go for all your bells and whistles, lads. Exactly. How upset were you this week when you heard that uh, Lars Sullivan is no longer with the Dub Dub Ah, didn't really care. To be honest. <laughs> uh, expected it. It's the biggest ever. Nah. Yeah, like most people expected it months ago. Like, is it the interview he did? He, it's all his own doing, and he admitted it. Like he no showed more SmackDowns after he did all those sit down promos with mm-hmm. Cole and all the shirtless and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he no showed SmackDowns after that. Like it was bound to be coming. Exactly. According to uh, Fightful, uh, he told WWE he was done as he was struggling with crippling anxiety issues. So on days of the TV recordings and everything, he was struggling to eat, trouble sleeping. Um, he said that WWE handled it fairly well, and you know they were compassionate and all that with him, but. Uh, he just said he couldn't do it anymore, so he had to leave the job that he uh, had dreamed about ever since he was a kid. But them the breaks. The gay, the gay porn wasn't his dream. Yeah, yeah, you leave, leave Mitch alone. Many <laughs> men can have many dreams, whether yeah. they're racist or not. <sighs> oh, we won't Ooh, touch that. Allegedly, I know. Nah, wait, no, there's just screenshots. No, it's there. It's there. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look either way. Like, whether or not we were fans of the guy or whatever, look, but can't be easy what the poor lad went through one way or the other. Mm. Mental health shit and all that stuff is... I think everyone knows someone who's go, who goes through some pretty rough patches with it and nobody wants to see anyone struggling like that. So hopefully he's able to find something, land on his feet and get himself into something that he's more comfortable with and he's able to live a nice life for himself. But yeah, I think... I think we said a good while back when all the first reports of anxiety and all that stuff came out, we were like, maybe wrestling's not for you if you suffer from crippling anxiety. 
exactly like uh, every job so. carries its stress and anxiety i can only imagine what those guys who are on the road whatever 200 250 days a year all that's jazz i can't imagine how easy or hard that must be yeah 100%. to be fair well as bad as they have it imagine how the poor women have it alexa bliss yeah. for a fucking stalker guy <laughs> oh you man know? like they could make fucking books series of books just on copy and paste from their fucking dms Jordan Grace did. Yeah, she has two <laughs> books out. Yeah. With just her DMs, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, the depravity, I'd imagine, in those is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah actually, oh, yeah. I, I was tempted to pick it up just to see how bad it was, but then I was worried of my feature in it. Um, <laughs> I'm not that bad. Not a Jordan Grace fan, anyway. No, um, but, like, she has that weird kind of niched kind of fetish, doesn't she, that she draws in that weird crowd of people. Oh yeah, she she acknowledged that herself. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's she doesn't even acknowledge it. She kind of encourages it, doesn't she? Uh, With some of the pictures and fucking OnlyFans yeah. that she does. Yeah, to to an extent, there is a little bit of that sometimes. But are, are, are you saying paid. she's are you saying she's asking for it, Fitz? She's asking one hundred percent, asking for that attention. There's a bit that Steve has to cut out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, no if, you're, if you're getting this weird, creepy messages about, you know, fetishes and whatnot, and the same time you're sending out OnlyFans of you in provocative situations, you know, you're encouraging this sort of behavior. It's your tempted fate with it, more so, I think. Oh, I'm not I'm, saying uh, that she deserves any, you know, attacks or invasions of privacy or anything like that, but, you know, she can't exactly be overly surprised when the quantity of disturbing messages she gets increases. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. We, we I think out... Regan has the right the right gift there. Just dig in a hole there, Fitz. No, I, oh, uh... <laughs> okay. I'll try to dig him out of it slightly. When you put shit out into the world, you're going to attract flies. Mm-hmm. She's putting that shit out into the world and it's attracting flies. And she keeps putting it out there because she keeps making money out of it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see where Fitz is coming from with it to an extent. But look, yeah, leave it off. Leave her off. Whatever she wants to do oh, is on her. By all, but by all means, time, you know. She's not at doing anything time, illegal. Had to be careful because there's a lot of fucking weird, weird fuckers out there. So <laughs> just look at fucking Alexa Bliss's tweet from last week. Oh man, that guy's still going. He set up another new account. For fuck's sake! It's... That's that's where you get cops yeah. involved. Like you have to. Yeah. Now, in no way, shape, or form, am I even suggesting that Alexa Bliss is anyway responsible for that? That guy's just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that guy just geez. needs help. Same with the Sonya Deville thing. The time. That was just creepy. That it's, still creeps me out thinking about that. And that's why I'm so happy that she's back in work and stuff now, that that stuff hasn't, you know, hasn't ruined her fucking career and she's been able to get herself back to yeah. some bit of normal life eventually as well. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that the last couple of weeks as well. But, um, yeah. Steve Cutler, also gone from the WWE. Apparently yeah. there was heat backstage with uh, with Vinnie Mac because he got COVID in January. Yeah, can't Didn't catch know that. Yeah, um, which is surprising because everybody in Florida gets the Rona. So, like, why is that? Why is he getting I, heat for that? Apparently, he was getting heat because, like, obviously Roman doesn't want to get it and has been very. That's why he left originally. Ah. And pro- promises were made, and obviously, being in, basically, Steve Cutler apparently during this time also had a some sort of party or was involved, went to a party around this time. So. That but, yeah, all this combined, Vince apparently wasn't very happy with it. Does that does that mean Roman is staying the fuck away from Ricochet because Casey is off out on the beer every second night? <laughs> They're on different shows, that's fine. Well, Rumble. Ah, so that would explain why Drew isn't getting any heat for getting Drona either. 
He'd probably or is cough. it only people who are inconsequential get heat because, you know, if you're the champion, it's okay? Yeah, uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but as champs have gone over the last couple of years, Drew was a pretty inconsequential champ either as well. You know, like it's, it's Drew is kind of just, he's there. He's, again, we, I say this as a fan of the guy, but it's not like he is a Roman or a Cena or anything like that. He's, he's the former 3MB guy still to a lot of people if you read online. Like, so. You're talking about he's the guy who beat Goldberg. Yeah. Thanks. Be oh, <laughs> I swear, how how, how nervous <laughs> were you? Because just realized this was this, this is our first time that we've done a pod since the Rumble. How worried were you what, during the oh, likes of the spear absolutely. and all that? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Shit when, when they announced that that match was opening the show, I immediately yeah. thought, oh, they're doing it. They're putting yeah. the plug. They're putting the belt on Big Billy Old Bollocks. Oh yeah. my god! The panic. The panic was real. Um, mm-hmm. And especially with the way they started the match, they absolutely fucking trolled us with that. Oh. And I will give them credit. They they done us good. I will give them credit, but by extension of that, I'm going to fucking slate them. Because this shows when they want to, they can fucking hook the crowd. They can get us when they mm. want to. Which means 99% of the time, the fuckers just don't try. Now, I... <laughs> Is this potentially tied to the fact that Vince McMahon wasn't in the building for Royal Rumble? You know, he's he's had a hard time personally with his brother passing away. He wasn't at TV for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he was back for SmackDown last night. Apparently, it was his first. Yeah. Show back. So so and again, good to see he's back. Regardless of what know, we think, it's nice that he's sorting the shit out. He was on the phone apparently with some producers and whatnot during the during the shows. So he was involved still, but ultimately the people on the ground were the ones making the call and booking the matches and producing the matches. So. Do we think that the people who were there kind of had the the run of the land and made some calls on the fly that Vinnie Mac wouldn't have made if he was there? I don't. I'd say everything was run past them before Anton was confirmed. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think he. I think he had an involvement. That I, I don't think they'd leave him not have his hand involved in what's probably their biggest. Well, sorry, second biggest show of the year. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't have his hand in everything. I'd say he knew about it, but I think if Vince was in the building for that show we wouldn't have seen the same show. Oh, probably not. No. I don't think that match would have been booked the same way. I'd say there'd be slight differences, but overall, I'm like, I'm not too sure. But look, uh, they got me. They did get me. I was fully convinced this was happening. I'm fully convinced mm-hmm. we were getting a title change. Oh, yeah. And especially when, when Drew kind of bit the bullet and kind of uh, hit them with the claymore early, or the spear early, I should say. Yeah. Before the bell, I thought, oh, fuck. And then they obviously speared through the barricade. That's the injury. That's the cell. That's their excuse out of it. Say, oh no. Yep. <sighs> Fuckers. Yeah, it was good. It was a good open to show. I think it was an overall a really good Rumble show. Uh, look, we're a week on. Everyone's probably heard enough stuff about the Rumbles. So we won't go on about it too much. Thoughts on the winners? Uh, Edge was an interesting choice. Very happy with women's. I'd be, like Bianca or Rhea, I was happy either way, whichever yeah. won at the end there. I was would have been would have been 90 quid happier if Rhea had won. But, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah women's rumble i suppose quick thoughts on that what were you thinking about the 24 7 segment got a little bit of heat online for having that <sighs> people can fuck off it was I grand it was handled relatively tastefully but i can see why people are a bit annoyed it's you know guys coming out when it's the women are being showcased on tv yeah i can understand the argument you could have done that through the women's or through the men's rumble and you know but how would Alicia Fox have won the title? Like, she could have been chasing one, in the men's rumble. I'm pretty sure he was the only guy who actually got in the ring and he got pinned by a woman. 
straight away. I, I'm not saying it was right so, or wrong, but I can see why people were upset. I can see but why again, people, people are get very upset. upset yeah, exactly. People get their fucking knickers in a twist over everything. I think this was it was a fun little segment in the middle of what I thought was a very fun match overall. Someone who's probably considering how they're hyping her up is probably going to end up in her fucking Hall of Fame soon enough. Because she's coming out for her legend segments and oh, stuff like that. So you mean that WWE legend Alicia Fox? Yeah, so yeah. she probably end up in the Hall of Fame so now they can add something else in there to say she's a 24-7 champ as well. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, what I didn't do you um, think of the surprise entrance into women's? You had Gillian Hall, Victoria, Alicia Fox. Delighted for, Vi- Delighted for Victoria to come back. Yeah. It was nice to see her. Um, she looked great. Yeah, she can still go. And there's uh, a, there's, yeah, it looks like they're, they're looking at her now for a, a coaching or a producing job as well. So, well, she, uh, her, uh, if they had her and Sarah Amato or Sarah Del Rey down in the performance center, what the two of them could do down there is as good as the women have been that have come out of that performance center. If you have minds like them, just focused mainly on the women's side of things, uh, have Finley down there as well, working on bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. The the potential is endless down there with them involved. Really is. Um, yeah. What about uh, Billy and Jilly? Billy Kay. I love Billy Kay <laughs> so much. <laughs> We've no Steve here to fucking blag on her, so we can, we yeah. can wax lyrical about Billy Kay for once. You know what? I'm going to put out my early vote for Wrestler of the Week and say Billy Kay. <laughs> <laughs> she was great in this. Yeah. Like, you could, literally couldn't fault her at all, and I'm delighted she's getting the love online that she uh, that she is getting. Yeah. Who would have thought when they split up the Iconics that Billy Kay would be the one who's getting the most over? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that just goes to show how badly they've booked Peyton as well, though, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, look, it was a fun match. I've heard some people saying good and bad things about it. For me, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, for, I prefer the women's to the men's. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I will also point out Bianca's feet totally touched first. <laughs> Uh, it's just a bad camera him? angle. It's, it's, they didn't. Definitely not. No. Bianca's feet touch first. Justice for Gordo. I want me fucking 90 quid, please. <laughs> I assume that um, that hasn't been made an issue of online or anything like that or nah. on TV programs. No, it hasn't been. No, not yet. Yeah. It's not like Rock and Big Show from 2000. No. no that was pretty obvious, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lan eliminating it. Um, Toilet. Uh, I can't even bring herself to say her name. Uh, yeah, that was fun, and that hopefully is the end of that. Let her die, please. Let her die. Uh, yeah. Men grumble. Uh, Edge and Orton randomly swapped numbers. Why? Because they didn't want to have to say only two uh, two people have won from number one, and or we can't talk about, from and we can't one. talk about one of those. So, but now they can say three people have won from number one, including Edge. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. it sounds better than just including Shawn Michaels. But yeah. why didn't they just? It say that Edge was going to be number one when they were announcing this on backstage? I don't think they realised it. <laughs> Probably not, no. They, I, I they, actually they don't think that it dawned on them, yeah. Um, oh. Also, you said you hoped that the uh, Lana and Nia Jack stuff is finished. Lana and Naomi won a number one contenders match on Raw to face yeah. the champions <laughs> who are Nia Jax <laughs> and Shane Bezer. Oh, It'll be fine. Crazy. That's not going to end up in a title win, but then you're going to have... Uh, Fucking Dakota Kai and Big Mama Cool win the women's Dusty Cup and win the tag titles. And NXT team needs to hold them titles soon. They do, mm. definitely. Uh, surprise entrance in the men's rumble. Carlito 
Oh, he looks, Jesus, he's jacked. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent natural. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot it's, of it's a shame that we're in COVID world and he couldn't do the Apple thing. Ah, oh, I can't believe that. I'd never done on me until uh, like until uh, he came out and raw with an Apple. And and like, <laughs> oh, fucker can't spit. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, soon, soon. Give it time. Damien Priest had a strong showing. Eliminating Kane. That was a big one for me. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, he had four eliminations. Yeah. He eliminated Elias, Miz, Kane, and... Morrison. Morrison, yes. Miz and Morrison. Yeah, double double close out to Miz and Morrison. Um, but which... the surprise was Christian. Yeah. Oh. Marked out to fuck. To fuck for it. Mm-hmm. They kept that one quiet. Now, I wasn't looking for spoilers online during the day. I actively avoided them. So I don't know if this was even muted on the Twitterverse. But I, I saw nothing about it, I know. Yeah. This is well done. Yeah. Hurricane, he, he was there. <laughs> He's just shown up to everything. He's just shown up anywhere he can get work at this stage. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need to see him anymore. He took an awful fucking fall on the outside, too. Oh, speaking of awful fall, Dakota Kai getting eliminated by Rhea. Yeah, was it a kind of choke slam power bomb onto the yeah, apron? Yeah, kind of like weird backwards choke slam, nearly face first onto the apron. It looked nasty. Uh, yeah, no boy. She was obviously she was obviously okay. She wrestled on NXT this week, so but yeah, um, not nice. Kevin Owens trying to commit suicide multiple times against Roman Reigns. Cracking match. I felt right. for him that the fucking ending fell apart because of the handcuffs. I felt so bad. Paul just couldn't get those handcuffs off. Yeah. Why are they using gimmick ones? Just yeah. break them. It's yeah. a fucking pay-per-view match. You had a fucking five-star classic all the way through to the finish. Yeah, leave and nothing then, to chance. Yeah. yeah. And it was so stupid as well because the referee's count was up to like five or six and then all of a sudden just stopped for no reason. Yeah. I hate ah. to say it, this is the moment where if this was a match where there was a pin involved, they would count the pin. Yeah. Oh, we will get to that later, Gordo. Because what happened on Wednesday night. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. that happened. Sasha and Carmella was fine. I don't think anything really needs to be said about that other than Carmella's attempted suicide dive. Oh. <laughs> suicide oh, suicide dive, even. That happened. Bless her. She's okay, yeah. thank God. Solid, solid match. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but it was just no, it was a good match. Sasha Banks makes everyone look good. Yeah, 100%. She is fucking mm-hmm. killing it. Um, think that's really it. Going to the Wednesday night wars. Um, ah, yeah. Well, we didn't miss out on the news side, did we? Oh, uh, what's name? Your man Parker Board Rose after being signed the fucking six four, three hundred pound Lesnar lookalike. Oh yes, big boy, yeah, big, big boy. Yeah, he watched a. He signed to the Performance Center and he done a promo shoot with Eva Marie at a Rumble watch along party the other day, and. I have to say, look the the image of the two of them together. It actually looks like okay. This could this could actually look well on TV once he gets a bit of a bit of work into him. So he's he's got another year left in college, doesn't he? He's... He is, but he's after been left out of the UCF football team for the year. Hmm. Their roster got announced yesterday or the day before, and he's not listed. So I'm assuming it could be a case of. Out Come on, this is this yeah. your main thing. We'll, we'll make sure you get enough tutoring or whatever to get through your college degree if you want it. But come on over here, kind of thing. So, mm. um, yeah, he look he looks the part. If he can in any way, if they can get him to half work, the man is going to be money. So, 
yeah, he's all the potential in the world now. It's just up to him to yep, take it, it, really. 100%. Uh, so, NXT happened this week. We'll start with that. You know, it normally gets thrown to me to talk about AW first, but I'm going to throw it on to you to talk about NXT first. Oh, Opening women's tag match. <laughs> Thoughts? Casey was not at it. No, so we, we discovered that that move she did a few weeks ago was definitely not a botch. That's the way it's supposed to look because she did it again exactly the same this week. Yeah. Except for she almost landed feet first on Big Mama Cool's head. Yeah, yeah. The, you could probably take out half a twist and have a bit more control on it. Just yeah. go normal Phoenix Splash. Take it back a half a twist and land it safely. But what uh, about yeah. that silly string they, they, they attempted to hit? Oh, is that what it was? I just thought it was a fuck up. <laughs> Jesus. I, what, what, what really kind of made it embarrassingly bad for me was the fact that there was the little run up to the ropes, stop, then jump up uh, for the kind of the back roll flip back. It wasn't the case that she ran directly into it. She ran, stopped, jumped up, then botched. Well, she's very, very small. Yeah, she's too small to actually do it the normal way. That's the then problem. Don't <laughs> do the move. My God, it was so, so bad. And what the, the, the icing on the, the cake was Dakota Kai selling the move as well. Yeah. It's like, who was it? Um, Jinder selling the Whisper in the Wind from Jeff Hardy from a couple of years ago. He was ago. like, fucking, he landed a foot and a half away from him. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, don't sell the move if it doesn't connect. Let the commentators be the one to say, oh, glancing oh, below. Or, glancing oh, yeah. Didn't, get didn't quite get all of that. Or, or, exactly. Oh, came, up, came up short. Exactly. And then just, you know, if the move doesn't hit, Fucking make up for it on the fly. Yeah. Try to reset it up if you can without being too convoluted. Just yeah. move on. I, I know you're in developmental kind of territory here and these girls are learning still. So fair enough. You're, you're not going to criticize them the same as you would as if a, a Charlotte or someone like that botched this hard. But yeah, it, it was just it was not good. And then after the 720 Phoenix Splash, whatever the fuck that was from Catanzaro, Dakota Kai missed the breakup of the pin and the referee stopped himself from counting three. I know Raquel kicked out as well at the same time. Yeah, she she half yeah, she uh, not, not on time though. The cadence was there for three to land. That was uh, a cadence very, very and refs poor. have never been a thing. Remember the the, the the third count from Earl Hebner where he used to get our, <laughs> oh, where all his limbs suddenly leg. stopped working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, always been a thing. Now he was just classic, though. To be fair, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was slightly off and it was a slightly wonky finish. But the bigger issues in that match were earlier on. Uh, yeah, last no, opening match of a show. Jesus. Yeah. To be fair, it wasn't. Uh, I I still probably enjoyed that more than the next matchup because the next match was Austin Theory against Leon Ruff. Well, the only way I'd say it was it started bad and it did get progressively better throughout the show. It did. It really did. Marginally um, at the beginning. <laughs> because yeah. Because he was involved. I can't, like, I, I know. But he has new his... music and fanciness and whatnot. And he knows now. the way. He's the way. No. I, he, he, I just, I can't get into anything he's on, which is a shame because I really like Leon Ruff. I think Ruff has got ridiculous upside to him, but I just, I couldn't get into this match because I just, I can't watch Anthem with Theory in it. Um, I don't know. I think Leon Roth, I think he's mid-card is his peak. Is his oh, yeah. But oh, God, yeah. Time not this, same time, there's nothing wrong with being a mid-carder. Not no, at all. You make off. a career out of it. You're doing well. Like, but. Val, Val Venus. Just saying. <laughs> that man managed to do all right for himself uh, of a career of mediocrity. 
Uh, he it was all about the gimmick for him. Yeah, hardcore Holly, probably same sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah, um, he had he had that that title run against our title shot run against Lesnar that time. Yeah, oh, how, how did that end up for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what else do we have? Uh, the two. I know there's a lot of tag team matches going on in NXT at the moment, which is kind of it's it's something we were very critical of AEW for. We've been critical to NXT saying why are you running the two of these at the same time? But it's very tag team heavy. But I will say the two men's dusty tag team classic quarterfinals from NXT this week. Very good. Fantastic. Really, really mm-hmm. good. Uh the mm-hmm. Legato Fantasma against Lucha House Party. I love the dropkick Russian leg sweep finish from Legato. Um thought that what's his name, Joaquin Wild. It's the first time in ages that he actually had he done most of the controlling of a match from a legato mm. side. A lot of the time it's always Mendoza is in there. Mendoza every time. So yeah. good. Um so yeah, it was the first time I, that I can remember that Wild was the one who was doing most of the work from the legato side, so it was nice to see him properly get to show what he could do. Um and that sets up a match between Legado and MSK next week, which, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Now, I hated the post-match yeah. shit talk. I'd, 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 I've never seen kind of um, MSK before they arrived into NXT. I know them at OTT. No, I wasn't there for that show. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasn't times. there for that show. a few times. But it was mainly on... Don't want to say it was the B shows they had. What were they called? The contender shows. Contender but I think I think it mainly was on contender shows that they were on. They were definitely on at least one contender show, but they were on a couple of the main shows too. The I Rascals. Can't. Sorry, can't think of their name. Yeah, the Rascals. Yeah. But from someone who had not seen them before, and haven't seen them have, I think was it two matches now, and that promo, I'm not invested yet because. One of them looks a million dollars and talks a million dollars. The other one does not look a million dollars and speaks terribly. Yeah, It's so hard to get involved or invested into them right now. I also think not getting the full trio is is big. Um, Apparently the one that they didn't sign was the best one. Is that correct? uh, Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. I I, I like all three of them. I think all three of them bring their own little things to it. And as a unit, the three of them are just phenomenal. But... Uh, yeah, I think out of the three of them, he's probably my favourite. So, ah, look. Plus, put it up. Yeah, uh, said there. Let's not forget, they called one of them Wes Lee. Because oh, it's like Wesley Fitz, you get it? Oh. <sighs> what was wrong with Desmond Xavier? It's a great name. Because you can't put that on a t shirt. Why not? You can. Because <laughs> it's probably already DX. on a t shirt. DX. Already... Yeah, see, it's too close. <laughs> Too close. Um, they already have something with that. Uh, Rian's yeah. favorite lady of NXT, Tony Storm, defeated Jesse Kamea by disqualification. Rian, are yeah. you okay there? Do you need a moment? I'm waiting for the gif. Gif this Discord up. Yeah, and if people want to see what we're referring to, join our Discord. If you go to our Twitter, if you look for Ash Tube at Wrestling, the link is in there, and you'll be able to find us and come join our live chat for when we go recording every week. Because seventy percent of the fun is in the recording. If you want 100% of the fun, you have to be in the Discord because it's a good community we have here and we just like to shit talk each other. So join us. It's like Patreon, but free. Yeah. Free laughs. All you have to do is just fucking join the Discord, lads. That's all you need. 
And there we um, go. Right on cue. Cheers, Reid. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> so that led to a beatdown by Mercedes Martinez, and then Io Shirai came out and kicked watched, them both in the head. Watched for a bit while they beat each other up, and then kicked them out in the head. Yeah. God, her um, her moonsaults are fucking, they're vicious yokes. Oh, oh, baby. Yeah, she needs to so, tone them down a little bit. I know. Yeah. When you're going Grand. to the outside, I think you kind of need to hit them a little bit more crisp. Yeah, murder salt. I've, I've started referring to it as the murder salt because <laughs> it legit looks like she's either going to kill herself or someone she lands on. If Nia Jax does the murder leg drop, I think this has to be the murder salt. Yeah. Probably, yeah don't get me wrong. To the right person great <laughs> but when you're yeah. not in a match and you're just setting up a match and you don't want to injure people come on just take tone it down a notch yeah i am looking forward to that triple threat next week though that's, that's gonna be very good it's a that's really good mixture of people next weekend valentine's day massacre oh no wait oh. sorry vengeance day vengeance <laughs> day i thought you were, when you said next week i thought it was just going to be on a normal episode of nxt no, right, uh, fuck. Like, so on on tomorrow week yeah. oh, why are everyone doing sunday pay-per-views it's because there's an opening for live content on a Sunday with the NFL season finishing this weekend. Yeah, but people have to work on a Monday. I know, but I, a part of me is convinced that that's why they're going to do it for the next couple of weeks is because they realize there's an opening that people are going to want some sort of content on a Sunday. And it's probably going up against certain basketball games, which should probably as well in the next couple of weeks. True, true. No, there's logistical sense for it, all right, but it's just frustrating. Very, yeah. very frustrating. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, what else uh, spoiler alert. The main event of NXT was my favorite match of the week. Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher versus Undisputed Era. We'll talk about other shenanigans after this, but this match fucked. Oh yeah, fantastic. So, so good. It's... It depends on if we're including rumbles in match of the week candidates, but yeah, I'd, uh, ma- standalone matches, yeah. Mm, TV match of the week, so we'll go, yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. What, what made it weird for me was the fact that neither of these teams are, are heels, yeah. I don't know if you could call them full faces either, but you had Champa and Thatcher standing in the face corner and Strong and Cole standing in the heel corner. Yeah. But when the match broke down in the middle, the hot tag came in for Adam Cole. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird dynamic in only two teams of anti-hero kind of things. Yeah. Exactly. But it worked so well. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it, irrespective of the fact that it was part of a competition or a tournament. This match is just something that we should see more often in NXT. You know, yeah. matches for the sake of matches, not because yeah. oh, one person insulted another person or interference in a match. Dynamite and AEW do this quite well, where they announce a match ahead of time with no obvious reasons why these two people are in the match, but it works because they're able to showcase their wrestling ability. These four but- guys in NXT are fucking awesome. And we need to see more just wrestling matches rather yeah. than fucking yeah. stories being told. I will say the one thing that works in AEW's advantage in that regard is that no matter whether there's a storyline or something attached to it, they always have the ranking system to fall back on. Yeah. Yep. So, so regardless of what's happening, a match can just happen because rankings. Yeah. NXT doesn't have that because you literally just have it out of nowhere. Cool, Pete, on your face and Balor next. Yeah. Cool. Cool, like, cool. Okay, who's he beaten to get that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No disrespect, former UK champ, and he's had a couple of wins there, here and there. But since he's come back, he hasn't exactly set the world alight for his win loss record, has he? But now all of a sudden he gets a title shot. So, so let's you know, go to that. I suppose um, Pete Dunne came out with the two boys, only Larkin and Danny Birch, and Pete Dunne effectively called out 
Finn Balor and said that he's next. He's tired of waiting. His time is now. And Balor came out, and by God, they had one of the worst promos I've heard in a long time. Yeah, but then it was saved because you think you know me. Okay, that's bad audio. But um, Edge came out, which we all knew because it was announced ahead of time and the shock factor was not there. Hate it so much. Stop doing that, please. They have to do it because they have to pop a rating. Rating is where the money is. Shock isn't there. Oh, so NXT won the ratings war this week. Fair enough. Can you you imagine what they would have done if they didn't have Edge announced? (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to see. This was up against the wedding, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm interested to see the quarter hour break in for that. I'm sure Davey M has it somewhere anyway. Mm. Will he announce it if it doesn't suit his preferences, though? Hard to know. Hard to know. It might have to take it in a digit. But um, this promo was, it was fucking bad between Balor and Dunn, though, wasn't it? Before Edge came out. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to beat you. But I'm not going to go into that ring because you're standing behind those clowns. Oh, boy. Oh, it was paint by numbers promo, and neither of them came out good in this. No. And I said it about Balor before, that his promo work needs work. You know, he's kind of oh, shouting does. into the mic. He's, he's doing a Charlotte flair on it. Yeah, slow speaking, shouting the Charlotte method of promos. And like, he should know better. He's been around the block a long time. Uh, Pete Dunne, he's new, so that's understandable that he might not be as good. But both of them suffered from the exact same thing. They were both bland in the exact same way. The, these were at the top of the hour, weren't they? So Q5. No, oh, you could tell me, you know, oh. oh, Jesus. Stats yeah, talks. Yeah, yeah. There Thanks we go. There. Gotta love it. So. There's definitely people switched over, but it looks like. Not. What? That's a weird breakdown. Hmm. Yeah. NXT had a big drop off then coming up to the main event, which is a yeah. shame because it means a lot of people missed that banger of a main. I think the AEW main was pretty good as well. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you're looking at 868,000 for the wedding segment versus 594 or 618,000 for Ballard on the Edge. Yeah, so literally the Edge segment did spike the ratings for very slight. NXT. But, but yeah. if you look at the start of NXT, they had 713,000. Look how quickly that dropped down. Yeah, plummeted, reaching a low of 594,000 by the end of hour one. Yeah, no, to be fair, you could say the exact same thing for AW. started 9.52 and dropped down to 7.71 for Chaos Project, which is completely understandable. But if you look at the overall start to finish of a show, AW lost 150,000 viewers across the length of the show. NXT lost 200,000 viewers mm. from a lower fan base. Yeah, percentage-wise, that's a massive... Percentage-wise, it's bad. Yeah. But anyway, getting back on track. And also... Demographic, look how consistent that demographic is for AW throughout. It always hovers between 391,000 and 436,000 for, or sorry, 384,000 and 436,000 mm. for the whole show. NXT's was kind of a bit more slightly, uh, slightly fluctuating a bit. I think I saw Dynamite ranked number three in ratings overall for the night, whereas NXT was 51st. Just yeah, look, inside that top 50. Uh, at, the, yeah. at the same time, like we can talk about this as well. We, we say it quite often. The end of the day, NXT is literally just there to take viewers away from AEW at this point. 
Let's put out some content and take viewers away from competition. It's pretty much the way I look at it. Like, just by the fact that it exists will take viewers away from AEW anyway. So yeah. at least when they're doing it, you know, do something that the people will try to get invested in and enjoy. It's, yeah. it's so fucking all over the place for the last while. Well, if you want something to be invested in, I am 100% invested in Escobar versus Cross. Yes. It kind of came out of nowhere, though. It didn't really, because it's been a couple of weeks in the, in the making, hasn't it? Like, there was the tarot card last week. What was the reason for the tarot uh, card to begin with? Because a couple of weeks ago, Escobar cut a promo about how he was, like, the the one true champion and the real champion in NXT because he was so dominant. And she's like, well, when I won this title, was I, when I won this title, uh, I didn't end up getting injured and have to give up my title without ever defending it. Okay. I, don't, I yeah. didn't remember that part. Fair yeah. enough. And then that spiked the tarot card, which then sparked... Scarlet showing up in all her glory on our TVs this week to watch Escobar beat Kurt Stallion in what was again a very fun match. Uh, that was Kurt Stallion's first NXT match, as far as I know. Yeah, they've been building been him up contender. for ages. But yeah, yeah, he's been number one contender since October. And this was his first match in NXT. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a fun match, but then Cross comes out after and basically says he's going to give Santos time, which is a blessing and a curse because he never knows when it's going to hit him. But soon. And this was the first moment that I've been anyway invested in Cross since he's come to NXT. Finally, yes. No, I, I, I. You could see the potential. Like, oh, yeah. You just look at him and you know, okay, this guy looks the part. Yeah. But and he's been booked fairly strong. Obviously, he came in, ran through a few people, and immediately got the title and got hurt, unfortunately. Yeah. But this is the first time we've seen any kind of true depth to his character on screen. You know, he's had some promos, TikTok, all that sort of stuff, but that's been fairly superficial stuff. This was the first time I saw something and I go, okay, this is something I get my teeth into now. This is something that's going to be good and long-term. And what made it even better was the fact that after this, he had a run-in with Edge outside. Mm. Yeah. Edge, did, was Edge just trying to put over as many people as he could in one night? Pretty much. It seemed that's that way. That's what he's yeah. there to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Everyone he interacted with, I was like, okay. Even like the fist bump to Bronson Reed and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Mm. Uh, I couldn't help but watch this show though and think, like, if you if this was 10, 15 years ago and NXT existed, that's the sort of show that you'd imagine that someone like Edge would want to be at the forefront of. Mm. He pretty much said as much. Yeah, he, it's like he batter and done. Yeah, it's like he did this. That would be really his cup of tea. So there was something that just felt. I know he's not going to challenge for the NXT title, but at the same time, there was just something that felt right about being mm. there as well. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you could tell it like, because I was listening to obviously uh, to their podcast the entire time when he was kind of started watching NXT properly, and you could tell it was really getting him back into it. Yeah. So all that was legit based on mm. from what you kind of got over in the podcast over the years. That was back when Revival were still down there and everything, wasn't it? He was mad into yeah. them and Alpha. He was, yeah. it was huge on those guys. I got into NXT around the same time. I know Nick, and I don't know for Gordo for sure, but I know Nick is watching it from the very beginning. Right but it was so. around that time that I got invested into it. Eventually, because when the takeover started getting popular and, and it just got more of an internet buzz, I got totally invested. And you could see why. And you can see why it's it had the following it had all along. It obviously has lost a little bit of that muster since it's gone televised and Vinnie Mac has got involved and it's gotten main rostered to a degree. Yeah. Uh, the, the going from a one hour a week show to two hours a week is automatically going to change everything. And also yeah. going week on week instead of the 
Yeah, having two or three blocks. tapes, they're able to yeah. say, right, cool, this is a story we're telling for this set of tapings as opposed to week on week. They're nearly maybe overanalyzing where they're going with certain things. Mm. And the live like, versus recorded aspect as well is huge. Yeah. Especially when it comes to some of the promos for people. Yeah. Um, but the Edge Cross encounter was oh. probably my moment of the week. So Edge is leaving the building. He walks out and he gets confronted by Cross. And Cross effectively says to him, you know, don't stick around here, buddy, because, you know, you may think you're going for the NXT title, but that ultimately will mean that you and me are going to cross paths because I'm coming for the title I never lost. And Edge retorts back and say, careful what you wish for, buddy, because they're motivating words that you're saying and they might just motivate me to come back here again. Money, 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 money. That's what I want to hear. And like Edge needs to be down in that PC or in the CWC talking with these guys and helping them build their promo skills because in one night he showed up Finn Balor, he showed up Pete Dunne and he had a great retort with um, Karrion Cross. Cross. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a night that in a lot of ways put Cross out there to a lot of people who I won't say doubted him but weren't quite in on him yet. 100%. All it took was simple little promo with Escobar and just two or three lines with Edge. And that's mm. the power. That's the power of putting people in good positions. And this was a show where they done that with quite well with him. And again, yeah. it shows what they can do. They just got to get more consistent with it. Absolutely. So that was NXT. Dynamite started out with the number one contenders tag team battle royale. Ah, sure did. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts, lads? Happened all right. <laughs> Bit uh, of a clusterfuck, but that battle royals tend to be like that. Yeah, as Battle Royals go, it wasn't my favourite. I'm not going to lie. It was it was fine. It was there. Uh, I, just, I think it was too obvious it was going to be Jericho and MJF winning, I think, which I never wanted. I, just, I don't like it. I'm starting to sour on MJF, lads, in a big way. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for cancel tokens. I just ever, ever since all the Jericho inner circle stuff has started, I just haven't been enjoying them. They're starting to pull the trigger right now, though. They had exactly. That it it was a long time. Yeah, it is, but it's gone too long for me. And that's, that's <laughs> a, no, I, I've, I've been saying it for a you're while. You're not used to it being very long, to be fair. I'm not. Five seconds is all I want, man. Get, my, <laughs> get in, get out, get the job done. Um, no, I just I just haven't been enjoying it. Uh, I think the, the bloom is off the Jericho Rose for a long time for a lot of people as well. So I think just a combination of the two, I haven't been enjoying either of them, really. Santana and Ortiz, I just need them gone out of inner circle put them with mm-hmm. break them and sammy away and have their own little fucking trio yeah not uh, fair i i think a lot of people are having what you're having um but yes. I, it's it's the it's the kind of it's the weird thing about wrestling promotions if you look at them as a whole you know you can't push everybody all the time you have to build people up let them cool off let stories develop you know look at hangman to a degree like and that's just 50 50 everything Yes, exactly. And I know that sounds very obvious, but by God, it's fucking not been done in the WWE world anyway. No. So I I can get why they're doing it. And like Nick said, they're close to pulling the trigger now. So they'll have the implosion. And that's when MJF will come to the fore and Jericho would probably take a backseat. I hope he takes a bit of time off. He needs it. Yeah. Even just for fucking to keep himself T- fresh. The, the, the TV show needs it. Yeah. More so than he needs it. Or if they're going to implode Inner Circle, let him leave Inner Circle altogether and maybe just make cameos on commentary for a while. Yeah, put him on commentary. Uh, So that was fine. You know, there wasn't anything too kind of spectacular about it, I suppose, that Battle Royale. 
but the women had a match not in their normal segment. And they didn't mention AEW heels. Gordo, are you feeling okay? Um, I, I, I didn't know where I was going to go to find like the leading input on women's wrestling in the world at the moment. And for to find a really strong community for like-minded individuals like myself. <laughs> um, what was I supposed to do? Um, yeah, look, fun match. Grand. It was a great match. Uh, Rosa, again, we said it about Sasha earlier, makes everyone look good. Thunder Rosa is the exact same. She... I think this is more of an equal setting. Oh, Brit, I... Brit, Brit showed up. Brit showed up in a big way. And as I've said it many times, I think Reba's a perfect person to have in there with her. She, she's played the part really well over the last couple of months. Rebel but, or Reba? Um, <laughs> I'm not fucking, I'll, call her by her pro- I'll address her by her proper title, Rebel. <laughs> well, that's what they had up on the nameplate. It was Brit, Dr. Rebel, Dr. Brit Baker, Reba, DMD, so. Rebel, not Reba, yeah. yeah uh, but, Brit's finally earning her Brit Baker money. Yeah. And I thought she was great. And like Gorda said, you know, it takes two to tango in these matches. You know, you yeah. can't just do it all on your own, but um, fantastic. I really, 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 really enjoyed this match. Not just yeah. because Thunderosa's uh, outfit was definitely a size too small for her. It, it definitely looked all right, yeah. <laughs> it, the wrestling in this match was fantastic. And it was the first time I saw Britt Baker have kind of that top level match. And it's like the artist said, no surprise it was with Thunderosa. Yeah. One thing I did hear on one of the Fightful podcasts, though, was that they made a big deal about FTR not being ranked until they signed the contract. Thunderosa is ranked. Do you think there's a contract in play? No, I just that's just a bit of lack of continuity. What? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't be saying that, Nick. You're going to get cancelled. That's the bit mm-hmm. Steve has to edit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they announced uh, also while we're talking the women's wrestling the contest contestants for the tag or the eliminator tournament that they're running. I have not heard of most of the Japanese women involved in this, but a few names did most pop a lot of interest. Most of them were on Dynamite at different points up to now. Well, obviously the Imasakura, Yaki Sakazaki would have heard of those, but the, there was a lot of women there that we didn't hear of before in AEW world anyway. Aja Kong is a cool get to, uh, to have back in there. I'm happy mm. that she's in there. Uh, I said mm. Sakura. Uh, Maki Ito is the people's favorite for the whole thing. Yes. Um, the, Follow the her queen, on Twitter. The queen of the, the queen of the simps. Uh, she's she is she's a dickhead. Um, yeah, she's she's a great follow on Twitter. And yeah, uh, we just put in the chat uh, one of her tweets that she put out when it was announced was just a picture of the screenshot of her being announced with the caption "Hello, motherfuckers." Nice. So, so they're going to record that side of the bracket in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be aired on Dynamite. I think most of it's going to be aired on um, on Dark, unfortunately. But hopefully they'll get a good bit of publicity on it on Dynamite as well. And uh, Chikawala is over and going over to Japan now as well. Um, champion. I'm going to black on names right now. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Yes. She's, she's gone going. to Japan, is she? She's gone to Japan, yeah. Ah, very good. Is she doing any work outside of Dynamite, do you know, or outside of AEW, or is it just going to be kind of liaising I think, it's, I think it's just for this, so that, like, they have a representation there for the matches. I wonder what they're doing. Are they going to kind of hijack, like, a Shimmer show and do it that way, or are they going to just have their own kind of set up or a, a Dynamite zone over there and have the matches like that? Do it in a dome, you cowards. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Carrick and Hall? Oh. Could bloody right now, Corrigan Hall for it. 
But uh, hopefully they don't use the actual uh, uh, promotion that what you call our owns because um, they don't wrestle at a ring. They wrestle at a gym on a mat. Um, Who's that? Oh, my God. Name. She's Emmy Score. Oh, yes. Very good. It'll be interesting to see. And it's again, it's one of those things we talked about at the start shows, you know, the, the forbidden door been broken down. So you're getting a lot of talent here that aren't signed to AEW competing in a tournament for their championship yep. or to compete for their championship even. Uh, so is there a partnership brewing potentially with one of the Japanese faction foundations over there? Getting in before NXT Japan gets started up. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's smart business. Speaking of business, Big Money Matt Hardy teamed up with Hangman Adam Page to defeat Chaos Project. Why are they on Dynamite? Nobody knows, but at least they jobbed, which is the main thing. Hey, but the story careful. with the match Paddy will, Paddy will stop listening if we fucking shit talk Chaos Project. Why? He's a big Serpentico guy. Okay, well that's, you know, he, he's, he's unfortunately been tarnished by the fact that he's with the other guy, Luther. So. Japanese headmatch legend Luther. Yes. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. No, we, no. we don't look. We don't get many listeners as it is. We need to fucking hang on to the ones we do have. <laughs> uh, so Hardy tagged himself in to get the pin uh, in true big money Matt fashion. It happened, I suppose. They're telling a bit of a story. Uh, what's Rian after putting in here? So Matt Hardy. Oh, Rebby. What's she after doing now? So there was some reply to some tweet Matt, Matt sent where she said, bitch, what the fuck? Matt co-tweeted saying, it's strictly platonic, baby. I have me for infinity. You know that. Adam really needs my support right now. He's making real progress. I can't just quit him. And then she said, hmm, keep leaving every week to go to your little broke back dynamite. Oh, jeez. She's very odd on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Bless her cotton socks. But that happened. It's... I, the Hangman story and Dark Order segments, you know, that was really fun. BTE this week was really, really good with the the slumber party. That was very, that was hilarious. I that literally is appointment viewing for me every Monday evening. I don't know if you've kept up to it yet, have you? I watched this I'm, week's. Yeah. I'm two or three weeks back. I've been catching up on too much stuff this week. I fully caught up on One Division. Yeah. Keep it spoiler free in here, boys. No yeah. spoilers, yeah. but no spoilers, but oh baby. So nice. good. Game changer. Um, Lumberjack match. Lance Archer defeated Eddie Kingston via the blackout. Meat got slapped. This was a fun Lumberjack match, I thought. Yep. You know, even the, lo- the Lumberjacks worked as Lumberjacks. I, that's what I mean. Imagine a match designed to work and it being booked to work that way. It, it seems like alien logic to me, but that's what happened. I know. Can't be doing that. Ah, no, it's just fun. Logic. What? And it, it's a shame Steve's not here because his favorite, Angelico, got cleaned out by Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. and hell. He got destroyed. Do you reckon that's why Steve isn't here? He's just watch, been watching that on a loop since Monday or since Wednesday. <laughs> so it's just his fucking hand I'd, is red raw. I'd say he needs an ice pack on his crotch. He's been pulling it oh, so yeah. hard. Yeah. Dear God, that was murder. I'm pretty sure Angelico is still lying lifeless on the ground outside the ring right now. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Ah, good. Good shit. A really fun match. Main event, though. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeated Moxley, Pac, and Phoenix. Hell of a good match, too. A lot of fun, but your Phoenix is not but a spot monkey. That's all, sure, yeah. 
<laughs> Who said that was a Bully Ray, was it? Or no? Yeah, yeah Bully Ray. Bully Ray. Like, how can you not enjoy watching the work of Ray Phoenix? Because just bitter. Like, even when he does spots that make no sense psychologically in a match, it's still fucking enjoyable to watch. He's great. As like an underdog face, he's one of the best at that doing that. I know. And you can't even see his face because he's wearing a mask. <laughs> fucking booyah. Oh, that was bad. But he's, I love yeah. his um, springboard diving headbutt because he gets so much hang time on his jump. And looks like he's going to kill himself every time. Yeah. yeah. Or his fucking suicide dive that he legitimately tries to commit suicide on. Mm-hmm. He lands on the barrier every time. Yep. Yeah, he manages to fuck himself. I I don't know how he has no more injuries. Oh, he probably does. He's, he's probably been hurt. Doing a, a lot. But the Good Brothers, they're, they're just enjoyable to watch, though, aren't they? Did you see that? Obviously, you watched BTE, the outtakes from the previous week that they didn't show in the match. They, <laughs> probably the most edited match there's ever been on Dynamite was the, the Good Brothers match from last week's Dynamite. I didn't even notice watching it live that it was edited. That was very well done. It was just their dicking around with stuff, was it? Oh, yeah. They were, like, passing a joint to each other uh, before hitting oh, it. Like, a a fake joint, like, imaginary joint. Yeah. Before oh, they yeah. hit the, you know, the power bombs they were all going to hit together. On Triple the power bomb on the outside. Yeah. yeah. It oh, was very well done. Sake. That was just brilliant. Uh, but then, the piece de resistance. Kenta come out and attack Moxley. Fucking hell yeah. Such good shit. Mm-hmm. That's... And again, like it, if they didn't announce Edge for NXT, they both would have popped a serious, you know, not rating, but the satisfaction factor of the shows would have gone up. Yeah. You want, like, you're going to watch it anyway, but the surprises when they happen and you don't watch, you feel sick and that you missed it. So you're going to watch it from then on to make sure you do get it. So I know you, by announcing these things, you, you know, you get the, the viewer in for that show because they know what's about to happen. But then you're also training the viewer to say, okay, well, they haven't announced anything for this show, so no, I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. That's one thing I love about Dynamite is that they've announced their matches in advance, so you know exactly what's going to happen, so you know what to expect on the show. But they're also funneling in the few surprises to keep you guessing as well. Yeah. It's a nice balance. It's, it's, it's a toned line of making sure you have that balance right, and they do. They exactly. Get it right, so... But WWE have been the, their own worst enemies for this for the last five or six years where they've announced every single thing that they're doing. It, announcing picks for people, who people pick star for the Rumble is oh. always... Like, the fact they do that still is like, why? That's mm-hmm. the whole point of the Rumble is the surprise. Why was Ricochet in the Rumble? Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Why was Ricochet all night. in the Rumble? He lost the qualifier match. Don't get me started. Seriously, we, we can only go so long. Okay, so the ratings. AEW, 884, NXT, 6.10. We need to do a big laugh. We're in a ratings war, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nah, it just doesn't and, work. Uh, nah. bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that makes it AEW, 59. Oh, NXT, 13. Mamma mia. Um... Which show did you enjoy most this week, though? Uh, I think. Go on, Dick, leave your I know, sorry, I think it's 58. I think that would already been updated. Ah, okay. But um, I, I'd probably give it to AW, just 
match quality, I think the match quality are pretty pretty even, but I think the the big surprise on AEW kind of pipped it over the edge for me. Uh, and we didn't even talk about the wedding, which was <laughs> which, was a, le- which <laughs> was a le- which was which was a was legit to go the wedding whole show without saying it just to fuck with <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so I, it has to get nominated because it was okay. shocking. Steve has officially nominated the wedding of Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford from Dynamite to be our concurrent 24 7 champion for the Worst of the Year award. Current champion is the second hour of SmackDown from the Go Home show for the Royal Rumble. There you go. So it's got stiff competition. Steve's argument was it's a wrestling wedding, I believe, and it involved Miro not being good. Uh, I don't know what there's much else because we didn't get to talk about it. But what was your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I, it was, it was one of those weddings where I think segments where you're like, okay, when's something gonna happen? When's something gonna happen? It was, it was there was like a bit of comedy, and obviously with uh, the sinister minister being the minister, I popped for that. Had some great lines. What is love? <laughs> And I think what saved it for me was the fact that apparently that was their legit wedding. Mm. So that, that's that's is, why nothing happened until after all the vows and everything was done. And is he actually ordained a minister then? I'm confused. I'd imagine so. If you're okay. having that gimmick, you're going to get actually ordained a minister. Like, Okay. Yeah, look, it's nice to see a wedding that he presided over not involving someone getting fucking shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. It was really, really bad. But so was that SmackDown from last week. Like, <laughs> ridiculous, like raw bad. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think that it needed to be on this show. The fact that there's their actual wedding, I'm like, okay, kind of, fair enough-ish. Uh, I, I, I think it's probably going to be a no for me, but it was a really, really bad segment. I don't understand how you know you can call it a bad segment because in my mind and I, and I, don't get me wrong i'm not questioning your 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 enjoyment of it but you know it's a wrestling wedding what did you expect <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be my logic towards it it's a wrestling you know, we, wedding someone ended up in the cake yeah that's, that's how it happens you know i like i set my expectations extremely low for this because it's a wrestling wedding and like it didn't, you know, shit the bed for me. I didn't come out of it thinking, my God, that was worse than I expected. It was fine. You know, they, they kind of put a little seed of doubt in between Miro and Kip Sabian as well when Kip hit him by accident. And I think that's where they're going to go with it. And that's how you get Miro to break out and become his own guy. And you also had Orange Cassidy doing a thing. You had Penelope going into the cake. It was fine. You know, I didn't hate it. And like Nick said, it was an actual wedding, a real life wedding. It was fine. That's that would be my logic. I'd vote no, definitely. I'm also going no for the record. Yeah. yeah like, Keeping that terrible no. smackdown from last week. Yeah, I said I'm going no, but it's, it was still I still did not enjoy it. And it was fucking eight or nine minutes of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> so that's a no. Sorry, Steve. I know you're greatly upset by this. Um, Gordo, where are you lying on the AEW versus NXT for this week? I will. I'll say NXT started off and got better and better as the show went on. 
Um, I thought the edge stuff, you know, won a hell of a job of putting a hell of a lot of people over in one night. Um, like where they're going with Cross, thought they've done some good stuff with him. They're kind of building nicely to the worst named takeover of all time. Uh, I don't know whether it was that r- rivals that they just re- oh, there was a few yeah. there, there were some shocking names towards the start as well. Yeah, some of the early ones were pretty shite. Um, so yeah, that that one wasn't like they're going nicely but I think overall from start to finish and with the shock at the end AEW probably slightly pips it but it's a photo finish yeah and it, both had really really strong points but both had their kind of downers in them as well but yeah I think AEW just because of the shock at the finish or the shock at the end probably slightly pipped it yeah I was a bit torn in this one as well because Match of the week for me was the main event of NXT. Moment of the week was Cross and Edge. Um, but the fact that I knew Edge was there kind of took away from that a little bit. And Kenta, you know, just the wow factor, the shock factor of that alone tipped it over the edge for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic. Uh, so yeah, AEW, I think for me as well. And what's interesting is that the overall fans across both shows was the exact same from this week and last week, but the split was very different. Oh, yeah? So there was 1,454 fans total watching, tuning into both shows uh, combined for the two weeks, but obviously AW got a lot more than this week than they did last week. That's so gas, so they do they... close. Mm. Uh, it's consistently good though. If you look at the number over the last kind of few months, it's 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 kind of it's it's been hovering lower and higher, but this week was a good week. Combined they're hitting around about a raw. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. It's combined yeah. they're roughly hitting what Raw's hitting, so that's not too bad. You know, uh, well, and to be fair, either show are better than Raw. Uh, uh, that's that's not hard in reality. Tell me I'm wrong. Speed runner, will we? Uh, go for Cordo. Yeah, talk so, through. You've got ninety seconds. It's your ninety second raw review. Ninety <laughs> second raw review. Here we fucking go, baby. Um, yeah, started off generic enough. Drew promo. Uh, out comes Edge talking about basically Drew starts showing him a compliments and Edge is like, you know, you're supposed to be a killer, yada yada yada. Out comes Sheamus. It's like he might he might be showing respect to you basically, but I'll kick your head off. Uh, Edge turns around and goes to leave. Next thing, turns around, bang! Sheamus broke kicks Drew. Cool, grand. Then we had Riddle beat Lashley by DQ because Lashley won't break the heart lock. Neat. Yay, we get to keep that going. Get Lashley off my TV, please. Uh, Woods beat Mustafa Ali by Crucifix Pin, which means that now in the f- best of five series that Woods has created in his own head, the only person he has left to face is Reckoning, who he called out on uh, fucking Raw talk. Raw talk or whatever it's called. Uh, Priest had interactions with Bad Bunny which is a good sign for him because it's shown that they're putting him out there with the big celebrity they obviously have a bit of faith in the guy um, he inter- interrupted the Miz TV but he also beat the Miz via the reckoning in what was a really good show for Priest uh, Hurt Business against Lucha House Party really good match nicely Lucha's getting a lot of shows lately on all brands seemingly uh, they teased, had a really... the, teased the breakup of Shelton and Cedric a bit more yeah they're going to keep that going uh, but they still retain the titles they should have switched the titles. I think if they switched the titles, it would have been class. Because I want ah, Lucha to the Luchas, to the Luchas. Yeah. Yes, to the Luchas. 
Yes, to the Luchas. I'm in a Lucha house party household right here. <laughs> uh, then we had the number one contender triple threat title match for the women's tag titles. So you had Lana and Naomi defeated Charlotte and Asuka and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, Asuka lost via an arse to the face. Oh, they pinned the champion on Raw again. Yeah, via an arse. thing to do. Via mm-hmm. an arse to the face. They couldn't now, have had a fair, That's a sizable arse, so it would do a bit of damage. Oh, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, not going to touch that. Um, yeah, basically, did on the distraction thing. Charlotte left the match to follow Rick backstage. On her way out, she tagged in Asuka, and Asuka takes the rear view. You know, it couldn't have been a case where they got the pin on Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke. No, no, we had to pin our champ. Pin the Raw Women's women's Champ. I'm not going to lie, until Fitz said, oh, they pinned the champ on Raw, I was like, no, they lost the titles. I forgot she was the Raw Women's Champ. (laughs) That's how much of an afterthought that title has become since Charlotte's come back. Um, Jeff and Carlito defeated Elias and Jackson Riker via Swanton. I'm just going to throw it out there. They fired the wrong one of the former Forgotten Sons. Uh, (laughs) Cutler was doing no one any harm. Jackson Riker just getting the fuck off my TV. Carlito still looked a bit rusty, still knocking the ring rust off, but it was fun to see him back in there and himself and Jeff having a bit of a laugh. Uh, Bliss be crossed via essentially the old Velveteen Dream DDT. Again, fine little match. They've done all the Alexa quick cuts and stuff like that. They're taking advantage of the fact there's no live crowd. And Edge kept going his streak of only being able to have singles matches with Randy Orton. Uh, and he beat him after a spear, uh, off a spear after a distraction by Alexa Bliss. It was okay. Wow. As Raw's go, it was one of the better ones, but there was still a lot of part in there here like, this didn't need to be on my TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Smackdown, Nick, did you watch that last night? I did. Uh, so it opened with, opened with Roman Reigns coming out saying, like, basically Edge has been across all the shows this week, so uh, Edge has been announced for Smackdown as well. Uh, so Roman Reigns comes out, came out and uh, basically called out Edge and Edge wasn't there yet, so he just had to go off in a hump because he didn't, Edge didn't do what he wanted him to do. Uh, then uh, Dominic Mysterio beat King Corbin. Rey Mysterio got beat up a bit during the match too, so they, they're continuing that feud forever, it looks like. Um, this is going to be the new fucking Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins, isn't it? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Seth is back next week. He wasn't on the show this week. Um, oh joy! Cesaro beat Daniel Bryan via a sharpshooter, Ooh. so they're, they're continuing with this push for uh, Cesaro, which apparently Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan tapped out. He tapped out. He did, and the, mm. even the commentator seemed shocked he did. But uh, yeah, so the push that uh, Nakamura got in that uh, gauntlet match a few months ago was supposed to be for Cesaro, apparently. Exactly. Had, had uh, pitched it for Cesaro, but Cesaro hadn't signed his contract at that point. So yes. instead they switched it to Nakamura for that bill, so, but the actual push is still going to Cesaro, it looks like. Because he's now signed his contract. Either or, I'm happy. Nakamura, Cesaro, both deserving of it. They had Nakamura watching the match backstage, so he's still going to be involved in this angle in some way. But, but was he watching the TV at an awkward angle? Very awkward angle. <laughs> Every time. Oh, without fail. Yeah. Uh, we had a segment with... Oh, God, what happened in it? Um, Bianca Belair came out there. She was looking to say... Basically teasing that she was going to announce who, what champion she was going to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, then out comes um, uh, Carmella, uh, sorry, the Carmella's, whatever the fuck it's called. Reginald. Reginald uh, basically putting over Sasha Banks probably because he beat her. Um, just saying, yeah, that 
sure you could beat Asuka, but you couldn't beat Sasha Banks. You couldn't even beat Carmella. And then Carmella came out. Um, and there was some awkwardness. And then out comes Sasha Banks. And there was more awkwardness and some promos back and forth. Like, yeah, you got BBB. The usual. Uh, then Reginald said something again, got his ass kicked. And yeah, that kind of went off. They didn't actually, she didn't actually pick anyone. They were all kind of all palsy. Neat. So yeah, still don't know who she's facing either. It looks like it's probably going to be Sasha, but they haven't. Sasha makes sense. Yeah. Uh, other women's stuff. Bailey defeated Ruby Riot via Snapmare Driver. Um, Billy Kay was on commentary. Snapmare Driver. It's like Mox's old. It's it's Mox's her finisher. finisher. She calls it the what was it the the Ding Dong Hello? Is it? No, it's the Rose Plant. Is what she calls okay, it. Okay, but Bailey to Belly. Belly to Bailey. Uh, she doesn't know that she's kind of using this instead as her new finisher. It's more impactful. But uh, well, yeah, because yeah. it's a belly to belly. <laughs> yeah, Billy Kay was on commentary for it. So that was the highlight of the of it. Uh, we have to actually, Steve, when you're listening back to it, go watch that match back and get clip the audio of Billy Kay saying allegedly multiple times. We'll need that. Oh yes. <laughs> See, Billy Kay, she's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, and then after the match, after Bailey won, uh, of course, uh, Billy Kay tried to give Bailey her uh, her resume. resume. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated Chad Gable and Otis. Um, Yay! So keeping the champion, they have new combined music now, so they're not using. It's not a star stop, it's a proper hybrid. Okay, it's, nice. been a, it's, it's a proper recording remix. Yeah, okay, I'll allow it. That's not too bad. Uh, Intercontinental title match, triple threat. Um, Big E retained his title against Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. So, Crews can lose that match. He can mm. lose. I saw the um tweet put in by Rena in the chat there of the oh, the the the, the moonsault from yeah. the apron by. Cruz needs to stop doing that. That's those moves in general. You know, if he's teasing that he's going to be a heel guy, he shouldn't be doing these kind of big face moves. I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm not. I'm not bought on Apollo Cruz. I, I need him to be, you know, a fucking monster that he is because he's a big fucking guy. I know. Unless if you're going to do these moves, you have to be a face. But if you're going to be a heel, you shouldn't be doing these moves. Get him a mouthpiece as well. Mm. Can't, man can't promo. No. He smiles, and then you're like, oh, wait, aren't you supposed to be a heel? <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I'm not supposed to fucking hate your guts. Like, uh... But he needs to smile. But the show ended then with um, Roman Reigns came out with uh, Jey Uso's back. Jey Uso and um, Paul Heyman called out Edge because he was there at that point. Edge comes out. Uh, basically similar to kind of to how the Balor and... Uh, the Balor and uh, Pete Dunne thing where you know you've got your lackeys uh, mm. what you're doing um, so yeah Edge was like uh, yeah so I'm out here alone you've got your man there um, so he, he goes it's okay Paul isn't going to touch you um, but then he eventually sends Jey Uso away and uh, then basically yeah they get in each other's face but uh, Roman says like you know you disrespected me so now you have to acknowledge me as your chat as the challenge, the person you're facing at WrestleMania, and then Kevin Owens comes from behind and stutters uh, Roman Reigns, and that's how we go off air. 
Okay, I okay. kind of thought that Last Man Standing would lead to it being, you Over. know, a feud yeah. ender. No, apparently not. So yeah, oh. we still don't know who anyone's challenging for any titles at Mania. And that's fine. Like, you know, you don't need to to blow your load too early. You have the tease. That's fine. I, I'd probably go down the line of having Edge appearing on all three shows as being the big tease. Yeah. And I kind of more so have um, Bianca teasing with Sasha predominantly. Yeah, like the, with the women's one when they were like discussing it, they never even mentioned EO as a possibility. Yeah. It was always the Raw or SmackDown. But Edge, like, and they were kind of anyone else that was mentioned, it didn't mention NXT either, but Edge specifically called out um, Finn Balor when he was talking in the promo. Actually, Edge came out first and then Roman came out, but yeah. Edge got Roman nice. first. So that was SmackDown. Okay. Um, one thing that actually happened on NXT that we didn't mention was the video package for the Chinese Mafia. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, that was excellent. The, the what, 10,000 year old or 1,000 year old? Yeah. Shinmui 4 or whatever it's called. But <laughs> um, that was very good. I really, really enjoyed it. It's different. different. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, different is good. Yeah. And also the fact that Zaili fucking kicks ass and you'd easily believe she kicks ass yeah. makes everything more credible, even though you're talking about a 1,000-year-old or 10,000-year-old woman. I'm okay with it. You know, you suspend your belief for reasons. You fucking believe the, the guy was an undertaker, a dead man for fucking three decades. We've, okay. We follow a sport where the Irish whip is considered to just, like, you know, people <laughs> go along with it in every fucking wrestling show. Well, That's the why, most... are you saying, why are you saying that funny? Cool. Irish whip. Irish whip. <laughs> uh, lads, best match of the week. Pay-per-views included. Pay-per-views included probably Roman and... Roman Owens. Roman Owens. Roman Owens, honorable mention, main event of NXT for me. Yeah, I think the Roman Owens was just fun. Um, stealing AEW's gimmick of rolling people over with golf carts. Oh, yes. AEW's gimmick that WWE started in 2001. <laughs> Oh, that's so Raven. <laughs> ah, ah. Worst match of the week. Open the match of NXT. Yeah, it's hard to look past it, isn't it? That or Lashley Riddle. <laughs> At least Lashley Riddle didn't last too long. Hey, Tyler with sex tape. Uh, Nicolaj? I'm probably going to go open the NXT as well. Still a best, lot of botching. Best segment of the week. Nicolaj. I will say Kenta. Can't argue too much. The shock value is there. Mm-hmm. Gordo, you were running behind? Yeah, but again, you mentioned the cross-edge thing had me hyped for potential down the road. But yeah, I think it's hard to look past Kenta this week. It was just it was a nice, nice shock to end the show. Big time, big time. Worst segment, what you got? Oh, the wedding. Wedding. <laughs> You're going to say the Dumb Balor segment, aren't you? No, Edge saved that one, to be fair. If Edge wasn't there, I would have probably have nominated her out. Uh, I didn't hate the wedding. I didn't necessarily enjoy it. But I, I don't think, I can't, nothing's coming to mind that was worse than it. So I'll, I'll default it into that position, I suppose. Two greatest words in the English language. <laughs> <laughs> default. Wrestler of the week. Billy Kay. <laughs> okay, uh, I will mention for Billy Kay, but who are we actually talking about here? Billy fucking uh, Kay. Edge. Edge. Yeah, I was going to say Edge as well. Went the distance in the Rumble and was on all the shows this week. I know he wasn't wrestling, but, you know, wrestler is just being a 
in a matches. He, he just seems to be able to put over anyone he's interacted with. Yeah. It's it's just he's he's just got it at the moment. He's he's come back at such a fucking high level when it comes to like he's always been able to talk, but it's just a reminder of how good he can be to a show. Yeah. No argument. I think Bianca definitely deserves shout mm-hmm. out as well. Yeah. Um everyone was worried when it got down to Charlotte being in the final few again, whether oh. they wanted to bite the bullet and give her back to backs. But as soon as she got eliminated, it was just her and Rhea. I was so happy. It's like I, yeah. I don't care who wins now. No. Yeah. Exactly. Neither did I, because I knew I was winning money one way or the other, but it was still, I don't care, Bianca's feet hit first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I nearly would have given that the the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels route, just let them have a 20-minute barn murder, because you got down to the final two, no one really cared who won that, yeah. because everyone was happy that it was going to be someone new, it was going to be the, literally the start of someone's massive push. It just was, it was fun, and it was enjoyable, and they gave fans something that they wanted. It was weird. So obviously that's when Edge won and you know took it all away because that's what you need in life is uh, a mid forties something coming back to win a rumble instead of giving it to a young up and comer. But ah, it was about the story. <laughs> I know, but the the, the the undertone of the whole rumble was that there was only two people under the age of thirty in the men's rumble this year. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like everyone under any other wrestling roster is like twenty one, twenty two. Like let's not kid ourselves here. No, but if you've got thirty people. You could probably have a little bit more youth in it than I, than this. This was I'll the go, oldest I'll, Royal Rumble in history. I'll go with something. Actually, we kind of we have. I think I mentioned it in our super secret production chat there the other day. The breakdown of or my part of my rationale for this is I reckon it's a case of they don't want to make male stars anymore for fear of them getting poached by Hollywood. RAW. So, uh. I, I think they're more worried about Hollywood. They've lost. They've lost Rock and Cena. But by already. definition, that's cutting off their nose to spite their face. It is, but they're idiots. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> again, let's, again. Let's, I, I, I don't, don't know if it's this. a. I don't know if it's a choice though. I think it's just they just can't because they're not as good at booking anymore as they used to be. Like that, that's Daniel Bryan's job right now in WWE is to make stars. You see it with Nakamura. You see it with Cesaro. He's the guy now that's trying to say, okay, who has the potential, the talent and the potential, the potential to uh, make it big? And that's what he's trying to look at because we're all seeing it. Everyone knows they haven't had a, a major superstar since Cena broke through. Problem is, though, they're doing it with the women. Mm. Well, they're they're not. Well, they're breaking new ground uh, because there really hasn't been a female superstar in the past few generations. There just hasn't. So anyone breaking through to that level is by default again a superstar whereas because on the men's side you've had so many iconic names being superstars throughout the years the standard and the level that you need to get to at the men's side is so much higher and they're just not able to to book it anymore it is but i think that feeds into it i think that because of the way the history went i don't think and it's going back to their old mentality i think they're still living in the past of how the women aren't going to pull in money for them or, sorry, that, sorry, that not necessarily they're not going to put in money for them, but like until Becky and Ronda came along, there wasn't that real big women's draw in sport in general, not even just in WWE. So when it comes to like making stars, they're still in the mindset of, oh, sure, there's, you know, there's, they're less likely to get poached than the likes of, uh, I would say, if they were to build up. Okay, Priest is a bad example, but would say this guy, the new guy that signed, Parker, Bordeaux, whatever, new mm. Brock Lesnar looking lad. They turn around this throw two or three years into him. 
hits the main roster with, say, a 25. He goes on, and he just makes this big, mad impact straight away. Next thing, Hollywood comes knocking because he's a big, buff-looking fucker. He's obviously going to be athletic. He's someone who's going to look the part in an action film. Hmm. They've invested that time. They're going to lose him. I don't think they. I don't think they see that when they look at the women's roster. That's why I think you see that they don't mind. They're able to make these women's stars because they don't see the danger of them getting. You see less fifty-fifty, and for the most part, when they book a proper women's feud. Yeah. But no matter what they do with a men's feud, even in the top feuds, with the exception of maybe your top tier champs, even your mid card champs, there's always fifty-fifty involved in their feuds. Only a Drew or a Roman don't get fifty-fifty. Everyone else gets 50 50 to death. You'd see it happening less often with the women. Even the, the fact that they, I don't see how you could be scared to get poached from Hollywood, though, because even if people do get poached to go to Hollywood, even if you're putting all the money in, they're always going to be linked to the WWE. So it's always going to be discussed whenever they're being brought up. So then it still gets the big publicity out there for WWE. It does, but it also means that they're not on TV. Because you have to get them on TV for people to want to tune into your show. So if you have these people and they look like, again, like Cena or Rock or Gone Gone, like if Cena was to come back for a while and have a run, you'd probably see a bit of a bump in the ratings for a Cena. And if they announce The Rock, you're going to see a bump. But if someone has gone gone, as soon as they realize, cool, this person's not going to be on TV, you can have their name out there and link as much as you want. But if people know they're not going to be on TV, they're not going to tune in to watch because they're not there. And that's where I think the problem is if they realize they both time into someone and they're just, they up and leave completely, that they're fucked and it's a wasted investment. And I just don't think that they've developed a mindset of that it could happen with women because we haven't really had it to that extent with any of the women that they've had yet. No, I, I, you, you're not wrong. You're, you're making valid points, but again, it's the short-sightedness of it because everyone knows John Cena is, oh, he's, he's, he's the guy from the wrestling, right? Yep. So, you know, it's, it's almost add-on marketing because when they leave, you know, full-time wrestling and go off to Hollywood and they're starring in movies and they're doing all the press rounds and the interviews and whatnot, everyone will still be talking about John Cena being the wrestling guy. And so you're still getting that crossover material between someone who's literally done it all in the wrestling world, now crossing into acting and whatnot. But they'll always be associated with wrestling. So you're getting that marketing, which is... Mm -hmm. You've only ever had that with The Rock before, really. Hogan had a few movies, but nothing, you know overly mainstream the rock was the first guy to do it batista has had a, a touch of it now as well but like that, a lot of it now. <laughs> well he has to a degree but like if you're not in the the mcu movies or anything like that you probably wouldn't know him in the movie world a bond movie would people know his name from that though they might recognize the face obviously because he was hmm it was mr hinks <laughs> but you know what i mean like it's it there's added value to it. And oh, it's, well, I just think it's their mindset more so than anything. I'm only throwing out there as a potential just in my own head that was a thought. But and what like this isn't my opinion, and it, you know, sorry, Steve, this might be controversial, but if I was booking a show, or anyone was booking a show, you could have concerns over the women for the simple reason of how you've lost Becky for the last year. Yeah, because you know it's biologically possible that, you know, they will get pregnant and they will be out of action for a year or two. And how do you book around that? How do you cater for stars? How do you book, okay, three years down the line, how are you going to build a star with, with the potential knowledge that they might be out for a while? Because they're in the prime of their career, but they're also in the prime of other things in their life. 
Make them sign a contract to say they're not going to get pregnant. <laughs> oh, boy. Good luck with that one, my friends. Make them get the coil or any oh, other. No, no. We are not advocating for that. We're not. We're not advocating. <laughs> Would you put it past WWE to fucking do something like that? Oh, God, no. But I, the weird thing is, oh, Becky's been gone. Now, I know it's been pandemic time, so you know normal logic is out the window. Oh, but her luster hasn't Jeez. gone. You know, yeah. Becky has you know hasn't been lessened because she hasn't been around. If anything, the allure of Becky Lynch coming back has only kind of helped to magnify how good of a character and persona she was on the show. That when she does come back, she'll be at that next level again because people have been missing her for so long. Yeah, and even the hype. The amount of people that thought that there was a chance she was going to be back. She just loves curtains, Gordo. That mm. was a nice curtain. Mad for the curtains. Yeah, with the bump, with the bump hole in, in the middle. Hey, da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, yeah, they they need to sort something though. They need where is the next guy? Like when it comes to even looking at mania opponents, if like Roman, there's a couple of potentials in there. But if Edge was to choose Roman, who the fuck is facing Drew? There's nobody, Brock. unless Brock comes back. But really, do 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 do. He wants that record. He wants that record, damn it. Uh, look, at we, we don't know yet, and I think that's something we might look at next week's show is obviously the, the go-home for NXT uh, Valentine's Day Massacre. <clears throat> Should have been called that. Vengeance Day. But well, I think we'll, we'll also look at... Such good shit. We'll go back to our roots and we'll sit by the pool and we'll we'll book ourselves to Mania. What do you think? Oh, hmm. I like it. Maybe not go into as much depth as we used to, but just like what are the title <laughs> matches we see? Because we've done yeah. a hell of a long, we put a lot of effort into them booking things, which I don't think I have in me this week. No. no. But yeah, like you said, just you know, book the card. You don't have to book yeah. the, the route. Knowing like what it. you know now, knowing who's available, book the cards. Well, cards, because there's two nights this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And up next, we're going to have R-Truth versus Mojo Rawley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds like mm-hmm. that. We will do that next week. Yeah, Gordor, there's only one thing left to do. Send the send the crowd home happy. Take us home, boys. Yep. Uh, yep. So if people want to get more of us here at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you're going to find us on all your favorite podcast apps. So you'll get us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now. You're going to get us again next week and every week because we love doing this for you. If wherever you're listening has a like system or a star system, please make sure to give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever the good thing is. Even if you hate us, please do give us a good rating because it means more people can come on and hate us. We'll live for the hate. Um, also want to give a shout out to the guys over at Wrestling Soup Network uh, you can check us out over there as well on their website is WrestlingSoup.com make sure to check them out and follow them and subscribe to their Patreon they're churning out top quality content and they're just they've always been absolutely amazing to us uh, also make sure to check out the guys over at the Break the Apocalypse podcast they're uh, at Break the App on Twitter also check out our friends at Canvas Theory www.canvastheory.com use the promo code AWP to get 10% off your entire order currently shipping to the US coming whenever the fuck to Europe um, also want to give a shout out to the guys over at the Hallway Wrestling Podcast who are churning out a hell of a lot of interviews at the moment um, I know they've got a couple more in the can as well <laughs> no I'm going to give I'm going to get the props I know they've been putting a hell of a lot of effort into stuff so please make sure to check them out uh, I have a backlog of stuff I need to get through with theirs at the moment myself 
Uh, also follow us on Twitter. It's at Two Bit Wrestling. You'll also find a link on there to our Discord channel where you can come in and join in the live fun every week. Uh, also check us out on YouTube. It's the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. And please check us out on Twitch. Search for Alleged Wrestling Podcast and please give us a follow on there. It costs nothing, but it will help us get to our next follow goal, which we badly need. So yeah, that's a lot. Also, I, I forgot to do it, but boo, Canvas Theory, boo. Yeah, boo, boo, Radley. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, it, boys. We survived I'm without the old man. And uh, this is the first week in a while where Craig hasn't fallen over. Wow, what's he, what's he got going? He stayed up like. Yeah. Well, that's do, you know up? do you know how he stayed up? Bluetooth, promo code <laughs> Gordo. Oh, yeah. If only. Imagine, Imagine if you tried it. <laughs> Imagine if that actually worked. fucking worked. <laughs> Hang on, did, did Suchek what? What happened with Thomas Suchek get sent off? He, he inadvertently uh, elbowed Mitrovic in the head and he got sent off. Oh, he wasn't even looking, he didn't even notice that he did it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it was bad now, to be fair. Um, right, let's wrap <sighs> it up and see if we can get out of here. Anyone got the command? Uh, Good night, oh. Good night, oh. Play the funky music.